Welcome to the Networker's Quest, a podcast about facing challenges, overcoming adversity, and creating success. Hosted by Matt and Colette Fitzgerald. Starting an entrepreneurial journey can be tough. Here, we deep dive into questions and talk with experts to help you on your quest for greatness. So if you're ready to level up, join us right now. Here's Matt and Colette. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Minute Workers Quest. Coming at you from, boom, Kelowna, BC. Myself and Colette, we're having a blast out here in beautiful British Columbia. It's definitely warmer out here than Edmonton, which is great. But we're excited tonight. We're going to do a talk here and a video on how to overcome fear of public speaking. And so in this video, what we're going to go through is preparation. If you're going to give a talk or a speech, things to be aware of when you're in your talk slash speech, and then also things to just reflect on when you're finished. So if you Mm -hmm. are in a position where maybe you want to do more speaking, maybe you're currently speaking and you still have some anxiety at the end of this video, you're going to feel more confident as we go through some strategies, some tips, and some uh, some tricks, really. So, yeah. like always, uh, like, share, subscribe, comment. We absolutely love that stuff. But why don't you take it away, huh? Yeah. Um, Matt and I have had the privilege and the honor of doing many public speaking events in all sorts of sizes, in uh, all sorts of environments, some a little bit more intimate um, and some that are a little bit more on a grand scale uh, with thousands of people. And so we have gone through a journey in the past five years of being absolutely terrified (laughs) and, uh, you know, scared poopless of like like, uh, going on stage and being in front of people and communicating our message to now, not necessarily that we completely have uh, erased that fear, but now we just are better prepared and know ourselves a little bit better on how to, how to prepare for it. And so we thought we'd make this video to help all of you out there. Maybe you have a present to, uh, presentation to do at work. Maybe you're really passionate about a topic, but you're just really nervous to share and, and to communicate it in front of um, an audience. And so some of these tips and tricks are things that we've just learned, and we hope that it adds value to you. And like Matt said, like, share, subscribe, yeah. and uh, love to hear from you in the comment section. So um, hopping into it, like I said, we kind of broken it down into kind of three things. First thing is preparation. We think that preparation is so important. There's so many things that you can do to prepare um, for your talk and for your for your speech or your presentation. Yeah. The first thing um, is I really taking the time to know your audience. So who are you communicating to? What is what is the message and what is the ideal goal or your your um, your goal or objective of your talk? Yeah. So if you always have that in the back of your mind, knowing who your audience is, and then basically. Um, working backwards from that and saying, okay, this is what I want to communicate. This is the main point that I want to be able to speak to these individuals, share with these individuals. And now you can actually start to plan and be able to prepare yourself on how you're going to communicate that. Um, And also like, uh, depending on who you're speaking to, you may speak differently, right? You know, if you're speaking to a definitely considering age, um, age demographics and all that kind of stuff. You know, you might a little be a little bit more tech savvy on one yeah. versus the other. Um, so just having a balance of like knowing who you're talking to is so important. And I think is like the first thing um, that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. Essentially, you just never want to wing it. If if you have a fear of public speaking and you're just, um, it's almost as if you you have a test in high school and, or university or college and you just cram and you cram and you cram. 
that's the worst thing that you can do. I know when I started public speaking, if I didn't have some rituals in my life to set me up for success, then I would start to really feel this feeling of anxiety and it's not a good place to be. Mm -hmm. And so preparation is really the key. Like Colette mentioned, just know who you're speaking to. If we talk to a small audience versus if we speak to a big audience, it's going to be a different talk. If we're communicating to people that maybe they, they know us and they know a little bit of our history versus if we're speaking to an audience and it's all complete strangers and they don't know anything about us, it's going to be a different talk as well. And so I once heard a quote and it said that a good speaker will read his speech before he gives his talk. And I heard it. And, and the second half of that is a really great speaker will read his audience mm-hmm. before they give the speech. Yeah, totally. Um, so there's a couple of ways that you can do to prepare your speech or your, or your presentation. And one thing is, is that we found really helpful is writing it out or having, um, some sort of breaking it down into categories, just like we did with this video. So we told you the three categories that we're going through. We're going through preparation during your talk and then reflection and kind of having an idea of afterwards. We do that so that way if we ever get lost in our train of thought, we can just remember, okay, what category am I in? Where do I, and where do I need to go next? So it's just a, a, um, kind of like a muscle, uh, memory point where you can just know, okay, these are like the categories. These are the topics that I'm going through. Where am I? And where do I need to go? Which is really cool. And so you can also, like I said, write that out, have an idea of like the main um, categories, and that will really help you in your flow of and preparing for that. And then the other thing is like obviously practicing um, your talk before you do it. Yeah. I think that, you know, for the, for the first talks that we did, we would... On the drive there, we would ask each other, okay, what are you going to talk about tonight? Big time. What, do you, what is your main point tonight? And so actually getting your mouth moving and speaking and talking is so important. If you haven't talked all day and then all of a sudden you have to go and do a presentation, you're like marbles in your mouth. You're like, blah, 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 blah. Honest to God, like, it's so funny. Like all the, exactly. I was going to say like the movie uh, anchor, (laughs) anchor man. (laughs) Um, it's so true though. What is the one from, uh, Lana likes the llama, but the llama loves pajamas. That's a new one that That's, we found out yeah, about. Yeah, we love that one. Yeah. It's from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so those like little tips and tricks, they yeah. actually work and... Yeah, so I think that that's super important too. Yeah, before I ever started to give any type of talk or address, and this might sound super cheesy, but I would have a room set up and I would have pictures of family members or if we had stuffed animals or something, (laughs) and I would talk to those stuffed animals or those pictures of family first just to start to get me in the zone. I think if you're brand new into public speaking, number one, it, it never really gets easy there's always going to be a certain amount of excitement which is a good thing but if you find that you're just getting overwhelmed with fear and you're really stressing out set yourself up in a situation where you get to run through you get to talk about it another thing that's really important as well as we talk about preparation is to really visualize it if you can think about yourself giving that kick-ass talk and really knocking out of the park that's a better situation than just 100% winging it preparation is definitely, definitely the key and it will set you up to make sure that you're just clear and you're concise when you're speaking and it gives you that overall feeling of confidence Mm -hmm. versus if you just rush it. And speaking of rushing it, if you're like me and you like to have rituals, make sure you just give yourself time for emergencies. Myself and Colette, like we mentioned, we're in Kelowna right now, so we're going to be giving a talk tomorrow. Well, we came out a couple of days in advance. Now, it's also beautiful out here and we're here just to spend some time uh, in beautiful Kelowna, but we would make sure that we're not rushing 
from maybe one place right into the talk. Because what happens maybe if there's traffic or maybe what happens if things can just go wrong. If you're the type of person where that can create anxiety for you, give yourself extra time so that way you're not putting yourself in a stressful situation and now all of a sudden you're looking at the clock and you're like, oh my God, I'm on in 20 minutes and I still have to do this, 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 and this. If you're speaking in a different city, get to the city early. If you're doing a webinar, make sure that you're prepared and you're not just going from the shower into the webinar, something silly like that. Yeah, totally. Um, Matt has like a specific routine and ritual. I do. And, uh, (laughs) And still to this day, even after the amount of talks that he's done, he's still, I know exactly what his ritual is. And as, and his wife, I support that. So I'm not, I know that Matt is unavailable, (laughs) uh, in this, in this period of time before we do a talk. So once again, what it does for me is it also organizes myself to make sure that I'm prepared. I'm not relying on Matt to, um, I don't know, pack the car or something like that. Um, I know what he's doing. I know he's getting focused. So I have to also do that and be mindful and plan out your day, which is super important. So yeah. And if you look some of the, if you look at some of the world's best speakers today, they all have these mini little rituals. I remember watching a Tony Robbins movie not too long ago, and I do believe, don't quote me on this, that he has a trampoline (laughs) everywhere that he goes, a small little mini trampoline, 100%. And before he gives any kind of a talk, he jumps on that trampoline for a certain period of time. And I believe that's just one small element of his ritual. So if you're the type of person and that empowers you, then make sure that you're giving yourself time or you're always getting your trampoline or whatever it is for you. So that way you're just putting yourself in peak state. Because whenever you go to give a talk or you go to give a presentation, it's about adding value to those people that are listening. Mm-hmm. And if you can put yourself in the best state possible, then it just means that those individuals that you're speaking to, they're the ones that are going to get that value. Yeah, I guess the other thing just that kind of came to mind too, two things, is that Matt and I do really believe that exercise or some sort of physical activity will help you with mental clarity. Big time. Um, it will help you relieve stress. It will be able to just get you in the zone. So we we always have a workout or some sort of physical activity, um, not like right before we go on stage, of course, but um, that day, that morning, just to make sure that we're clearing our mind and being able to be in the best um, peak state, as well as once you find out that you are doing a talk of some kind or if you're starting to plan for it, I always keep a notebook and pen in my purse because... You will like be so surprised when you'll just have a moment of genius and that comes to you and they don't come very often. <laughs> and so when they come, you need to be able to write them down or even just put them in your phone. Um, so that way it helps prepare you for like, oh yeah, like that's a great thought that I could be putting to this. And, uh, and so you're not like just like sitting down and trying to cram everything, like I said, the morning of you almost take like the week or like the, you know, the, the next, like the few days beforehand to just be able to get yourself in the zone and to be able to think of once again, what is my intention? What is my goal? How do I want to communicate um, to these individuals? What do I want them to walk away with? So let's talk about during your talk. Yeah, 100%. The main thing that we want to talk about when talking about the talk that you're giving Mm -hmm. and your mid talk is focus on the individual's that are feeding you and you will be in a great place. When you go up to give any kind of a talk and you're feeling that anxiety and you're overwhelmed maybe, which is once again, it's natural, try to find the individuals that are in the crowd that are just giving you a really healthy smile and that are agreeing with what you're talking about and then zero in on those individuals. For myself and Clyde, we have found that if you can take really one mega thing out of this talk right now, this video, It's that anytime you give a talk from now on, don't just gaze over the audience, which is sometimes easy to do. Strategically find the one to two to three people 
that are being happy, that are smiling, that are agreeing with you. Because it just seems that human beings, we typically are not aware of how we're coming off. And so if you're giving a talk, there are always going to be individuals in any talk, unless you're just crushing it, but there's always going to be a few people and they look like they're just sour sallies and they've got this like, you know, resting bee face on the go kind of situation. And that's most likely not because you're giving a bad talk. They're probably enjoying it. They are just not aware that they look that way. And what's really empowering is if you have somebody that's giving you that smile and that's Mm -hmm. agreeing with you and then giving you a nod, really just focus in on that person. Don't mind everybody else because they're probably just not aware. And if you can talk to those three or four individuals and just cycle back and forth and make eye contact with them, wow, will that put you in a really positive state to just crush that talk? Yeah, I've heard before that some people like visualize people in their underwear. Yeah. I've never done that um, because I, just, I find that it would just be very strange. Um, but I think that instead, like what Matt said, if you focus on those kind of key people and also just know that when you're going into a talk, you aren't going to resonate with everyone. Mm-hmm. And so, but that's okay. Once again, it's not about, in your talk, it's not about being liked. The, people don't necessarily have to like you or resonate with every single thing that you're saying. What you want is that you want your message to be what resonates. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily, they could even like, they could dislike, you know, Matt and I, but do, are they agreeing or are they in, um, align, like in alignment with the message? Are you communicating the message? And even then some people won't get the message and that's, that's okay because in an audience, depending on your audience size, you really will be able to connect with only you know, a handful of those people. And so focus on those people, find those people that you are connecting with and talk to them. They're there to learn from you. They're there to, um, be engaged with you and into your talk. And so that's who you're talking to. That's who your audience is. Yeah. I think another thing just to piggyback off what Colette's talking about there is if you're going into any type of presentation, if you're going to be giving a talk, if you're going to be an MC at a wedding, if you're going to be giving the toast to the bride, Instead of thinking about, and when you're typically new to speaking, this is where your mind goes, but instead of thinking about, are people going to like this or are people going to like me or, or what are people thinking about me? Instead of having that me focus and well, well, gosh, I hope that people like me. I hope, you know, that, that I'm, you know, it's almost like approval. Mm -hmm. Instead of thinking about it through that lens, get to the point where you're asking yourself, man, how can I bring so much value to this talk that people really leave knowing something or they could move more forward in their journey. And what we have come to recognize is when you put yourself in a position of just mentally making sure that your your focus is not on you, but your focus is on the people that are there and you're trying to give them a gold nugget, you're trying to give them a tidbit yeah. so that they can move forward when accomplishing whatever goal that they're trying to accomplish or learning the mechanics of whatever that you're talking about or feeling great because you're giving that toast to the best man. Really put your mindset there And for whatever reason, it just relieves that tension of almost this approval disease sometimes that we have. Because, of course, we all want to be liked. But if it's it's an internal focus on us, it does seem to create more anxiety versus if you can put the bullseye on everybody else and that attitude of adding value to people. I think it's also really engaging when you talk in story. Mm -hmm. So, like, not that your whole presentation or your talk needs to be that. I don't think that that's also effective. But incorporating who you are, people want to know who their, who their speaker is. People want to actually be able to understand and resonate with someone. So being able to actually communicate your points through a storyline or through your story, which is awesome because everyone knows their own story. 
you don't have to memorize it. You don't have to think like, what's my story again? Like, no, you already know it. So you just have to be able to communicate the, the main points of it. And what I mean by that is just really being yourself. Um, a lot of the time, some people are, are thinking like what Matt said is like, how, you know, how can I be a charismatic speaker? Okay. How can I be, um, how can I be this? And they have this like idea in their head of what a charismatic speaker, what a great speaker looks like. Instead of trying to be that, just be yourself because you will win over so many more people just by being yourself. You will connect with the people you're meant to connect with. And so I give the example of like, um, being funny or jokes, right? Uh, some people think that you always have to, yeah, it's great to make the audience laugh. Absolutely it is. But if you're forcing jokes, it's, it eventually gets awkward. <laughs> if you're not, if you're, if you're not necessarily like a comedian, if you're not necessarily like a really funny person, um, then I wouldn't try to be really funny. I would try to just be you and express that and be able to once again, communicate your message in a way that's going to resonate with those people. Yeah, you really have to know yourself. That's a, a phenomenal, phenomenal point. If you have high self-awareness, then you'll be in a really good position. If you look at a, a speaker like Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs had an incredible way to just move an audience, yeah. but he was not an over-the-top, powerful, charismatic Tony Robbins, but he got the job done. And, and when Steve Jobs would speak, if you have ever seen any of his keynotes, of course, when they released new Apple projects or products, I should say, people would hang off his every word. And he was a very slow speaker, and he would almost whisper, and then he would hit these points, versus if you look at a Les Brown or Tony Robbins, they're extremely charismatic and in-your-face. I believe it would be awkward if Tony Robbins tried to be Steve Jobs and if Steve Jobs tried to be Tony Robbins. Yeah. So you have to find out what works for you just because you might not be um, overzealous or you might not be super charismatic that's okay. Find out what your strength zone is. Really, your charisma will come down to operating in your true identity yeah. because when you operate in your true identity, typically your body language will match your tonality and that is the secret sauce for charisma. Not necessarily being super excited and super loud. Charisma is really just the formula of when, when your body language and your tonality match up, and you can really connect with people at that point. Yeah, people will find you fascinating, even if you're not charismatic, if you're actually being genuine in yourself. Um, there's something about being genuine and just being your authentic self and just be un being unapologetic about it that it makes people want to be themselves, and, it, and, and people are intrigued. Yeah. They're intrigued by your story. They're intrigued by who you are. And so um, I guess... The last kind of point that we have during during the talk is just reading your audience. Mm -hmm. So um, your first talk might not be the best one, and that's okay. And so you may fumble, you may stutter over your words. Um, that's okay. Just laugh laugh it off, and and but read your audience. So if your audience is falling asleep, then you need to move on and you need to wrap it up. We always say less is more. Less we is would, more. We would much rather leave an audience feeling hungry and wanting more of, of what we have to say than oversharing and being like, holy smokes, people, like, can you wrap it up already? Yeah. Um, because as soon as people are thinking that they're bored or that you've lost them, they that is what they're going to be walking away with in your talk instead of the main point that you actually wanted to communicate. So you do have to make sure that there's a good flow and reading your audience to say, okay, yeah, it's time to move on. Big time. And people in today's world just have really short attention time. We just have very, very short attention spans. Yeah. And so you might be extremely excited and passionate about that topic, but it doesn't mean that maybe everybody in the audience is. 
And sometimes it's challenging to feed a steak, even though you like steak, it might be tough to feed the full steak to an infant. You might need to grind that steak up in a blender a little bit so yeah. it's more digestible for, for, <laughs> for the infant. Same thing with public speaking. If you are super passionate about a new technology platform or if you have a new widget and you can talk about it for two hours, well, your audience might not be able to digest that talk. And so read your audience. Be able to be aware. Use timers. Myself and Clark, when we're doing these videos and we have this YouTube video running and we have the Periscope running, we have a clock over here to the side and we've already chatted about, okay, well, what do we want to talk about and what's our time limit? And if we get super, super fired up, it doesn't mean we're going to talk for four hours because anybody can rant forever. You look at that time clock that you have, you have that as a goal and you make sure that you want to stay in and around that category because mm -hmm. like Colette said, it is great to leave people feeling hungry as opposed to just stuffed um, to the max. Yeah, and those mistakes. Yeah, and those people Blended. who are who are wanting to hear more about like your rant, <laughs> so to speak, yeah. or wanting to more uh, talk more with you about the topic that you're talking about, they'll come up uh, come up after you, or they'll message you, or they'll get in contact with you, and Big so. Time. You'll connect with the people that you are meant to connect with. Big time. Want to talk into reflecting after the yeah. talk? Yeah. Okay, reflecting after the talk. So you went up, you gave your keynote, you absolutely rocked it. Some things to think about when you're finished. Number one, we want to talk about that fear is absolutely normal. Fear, if anything, gets you ready to go. It might be excitement that you might believe is fair. I think that if you were going to go give a talk and you had zero butterflies, then that probably means you're disengaged and you're not going to be your true authentic self. Mm -hmm. So understand whether you're giving talk number one or talk number 500, there should always be some elements of anxiety, but learn how to use it for the greater good. And yes, talk one is going to be more rough than talk 10 versus talk 100, but there's nothing wrong with feeling those butterflies in your stomach and practice always makes perfect. Yeah, practice. Absolutely. Practice always makes perfect. Um, the other thing that we'll say is like, don't compare yourself to somebody who's been public speaking for 10 years yes. and think that um, overnight or in a week, it's going to look that way. Our advice to you is to start. Um, just to start, you know, figure out what you want to talk about, figure out your presentation. And, um, as you continue to do it more and more and more, you'll feel more and more natural. You'll find things out about yourself. But I think the most important thing is you need to reflect yeah. after your talk and ask yourself, okay, how did I do not to beat yourself up, but to say, okay, did I communicate my message? Was I clear on my timelines? Was I clear with my audience? And, and do I believe that some people in that room walked away with what I wanted them to walk away with? If not, then how can you be better? And then you just have to implement it the next time around. Yeah, 100%. So we hope that this video brought you value. We hope that you can watch this over and over again. We know that if you apply some of the things that we just talked about, mm -hmm. then your fear of public speaking will start to diminish. Once again, you want to have a preparation then you want to do certain things within your talk, within your speech. And then when you're finished, you always want to evaluate how you did and have the attitude of growing and growing and growing and growing. And each talk will just make you more and more polished until you just have uber confidence and then you're really able to communicate a message like nobody else can. Totally. Awesome. Well, guys, I'll give you the, the uh, rundown of where you can find us. All of this information will be in the show notes, so um, feel free to go and check it out there. But our platforms that the Networkers Quest is on, of course, we are on YouTube. We are on uh, a podcast with uh, Google Play, iTunes, and yeah. Podbeam, um, and Anchor as well. Anchor FM. Anchor FM. Uh, we are also on Facebook. We are on Twitter. Uh, we are also on uh, Instagram yeah. with Matt and Colette and at the Networkers Quest. 
Did I get all of them? Man, we got the whole rundown. <laughs> good job, babe. <laughs> Sometimes I need to. Yeah, that was a that was good. that was good. Okay. And I think and we also have the I blog. Have, okay. <laughs> and the blog. And yes, the blog, the blog uh, on medium.com. But so. you can check it all out in the show notes once yeah. again. You know, like, great job. That was awesome. We have we have the platform. Like, share, and subscribe. We hope that this video brought you value. Totally. Have a great night, guys. See ya.